0: All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Peeling Layers. My name is David Hilario, and with me uh, was a previous guest, but (laughs) now she's a permanent co-star, co-host, Carmel Riddell from The Every Person. Hey, Carmel.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Um, So we're excited today for a number of different reasons. I don't know when this is going to air, but I (laughs) I think a lot of people are thinking about a number of different things today um since we've got the results of the election but maybe this is a way that we can break up you know what people are thinking about because what we wanted to talk about today was um, the art of networking Mm -hmm. when it comes to your career um how do you do it how do you leverage your networks the do's and don'ts the tips um and everything and and we plan to kind of share our experiences experiences um with our tapping into our networks and I know for me, um, a lot of that is happening now as I'm starting my business and, and tapping into a network now. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what we have on the docket today. So um, we'll first throw it over to you, Carmel. So when you, th- when you hear the word networking, mm-hmm. um, what do you think about?
1: Well, what always comes to mind for me and something I work a lot with my clients and coworkers and peers and really everyone who I work with on their career development seems to be everyone. Um, I think about advice I used to get early on in my career, which was use your network. Mm -hmm. And when I was 22 and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing, that was frustrating advice and also like terrifying advice. 22 i don't know anyone i just started my career three years ago i was you know working in a bar so that's my network yeah right that's what i you know i just remember thinking that like okay now what do i do that's the advice that's what's gonna get me where i quote want to be yeah
0: thanks for nothing yeah
1: (laughs) so and even later on in you know if you don't have the knowledge of like what is a network how do i use it what does that mean wherever you are it can feel very, I think, very daunting. Yeah. So the first thing I think about is how do we make that feel less daunting and how can we have the conversation about networking in a way that's actually actionable and makes us feel like less afraid?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I, I mean, we talked about this earlier. There's, there's a certain preference for people. Who, I mean, people who have a large network it's typically because they have a certain personality type or they're more extroverted mm-hmm. or they're just more um, willing to meet people and, and kind of strike up a conversation from there. But we're going beyond that. It's not just that you have to be friends with these people or, or, or nice to them. Or I mean, a lot of these things that are related to just being able to kind of check in and tap into the people who may know somebody that might be important for you mm-hmm. and vice versa, mm-hmm. right? So um, in, one, in the podcast, that, in the episode that I had with my wife, we talked about even tapping into your weak ties within your network yeah, and, and leveraging them. So um, again, it is, in some cases, it's very uncomfortable mm-hmm. because... Yeah, I mean, well, l- let me throw it to you. So wh- what are the reasons that you've experienced with your clients about why networks are uncomfortable?
1: Yeah. Why, why building your network or reaching out to your network? Yeah. Um, so first, let's, you know, we'll probably say network like 1,000 more times in the next 50 minutes, and that's okay. But let's also talk about the fact that your network are just the people that, let, let's take a step back. Yeah. And you'll have to remember what question you asked me so that I can actually answer it.
0: I but, already forgot, but okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Go
1: ahead. All right, well, um, so, think about for your network. You let's say you feel like you don't know anyone, or mm. your network's really small. Let's quickly cover a few things about how to think about your network in a different way. So, for starters, your network can be any. Right. I just did it. I already said it like 12 times. So, we're uh, that's fine. 12 percent. You should do a drinking game there. for how many times? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, and then re- and then don't reach out to your <laughs> network. <laughs> um, so think about the see, see. Think about the people that you know. They can be people related to you, and that's nepotism. So we're gonna take it one step. We'll take it one step after that. Um, well, think about the people related to you, the people that that you in inter- interact with in any way in your regular life, whether it's in your professional life or. Maybe it's your mortgage broker and you want to get into finance. Maybe they're going to be the ones to help you understand how you might be able to do that. Um, The other parents on the soccer field. um,
0: Would you even say like the barista that you see when you're getting your coffee every day?
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't, you don't know how you're going to need to connect with people later. So, oh, there's so many, I always do this. There's so many things I now want to talk about. Um, But sticking to this, so just think about it that way, that you don't have to know a million people. You don't have to have friends in high places. Obviously, both of those things can be helpful, but you can also know a handful of people. You know, most of us, some of us went to college, some don't. That's fine. Some of us have had many jobs, some have had few. Whatever that looks like for you, there are people, there's a place that you can start and then, of course, there's incredible, you know, with social the social, meet, social media and mm-hmm. platforms today, like LinkedIn, we have access to the world, yeah. right? So as we continue through this conversation, if you're freaking out because you're like, I don't know anyone, I have no one to reach out to, I assure you that that's not true. Um, and there's a place for all of us to start. So yeah. I want to start there.
0: I, and I think that's a great level set because it's, I mean, normally I know a lot of people that think about it and say, that you have to know somebody in high places to feel like you actually have a network, but just broadening it to say that almost everyone can be considered a part of your network. And and I would even go a step further by saying, you know, you were you were concerned about the whole nepotism thing. Um I would say that maybe not leverage your family. Mm-hmm. But they also know people too that you have exactly you have maybe come into contact with and that can be part of your network. So I, I appreciate this this level set on, on what we're talking about. And then so what I was asking was what is what are the concerns or what are the typical kind of um, discomfort that you you, mm-hmm. you hear from your clients about their networks and, and things like that.
1: Yep. People just really don't want to pick that phone up and call. Yeah. Like, that just feels like a terrifying thing, especially now. We, especially. Like, who, who calls people? Um, oh, my God. Did you see that joke on the internet that was like, if I text you and you respond by FaceTiming me, I'm calling the cops? <laughs> well, I mean. I'm, I'm notorious at that. If you text me, I'm FaceTiming you right really?
0: away. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you remember. It wasn't until just earlier this year mm-hmm. I got out of the flip mm. phone game oh yeah <laughs> yeah so.
1: da- David and I connected years ago and he had a flip phone it wasn't even a was it didn't even flip, flip? Phone. yeah yeah and yeah. so like three weeks ago he took te- he text messaged me and said he was like interested in working together and the first thing I did was say oh wow you got an iphone so you must be in serious (laughs) business now
0: (laughs) that was my response yeah so So, welcome um, but yeah and thank you and i (laughs) i I did get those uh weird looks for being the one that always wanted to call um or or talk when people are texting but that's a great point that you mentioned though about people having this discomfort about Mm -hmm. calling but Okay, so they have uh, trouble calling. What are some other things that they can do to feel comfortable? About no, you have to call. You have to call. Yeah. Okay. If you
1: can, you have to call. Okay. So I, um probably like 10 years ago or so, I was at a Thanksgiving dinner and I have a family member. I have a lot of family members. I mean, all my family members are great and they all add great value to my life. <laughs> I have one in particular who's a successful businessman and my brother and I at the time were both in our early 20s and just kind of entering the world of having to figure out how to be professional and do business and we asked an uncle of mine and you know what would be his advice to us about how to be successful in the business world and he said and I will never forget this advice two things one do the job that no one wants and two pick up the phone and call
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and I took that advice to heart and I have done both of those things and they have made a huge difference so um and it's funny because in the workshops i do and in the you know when i work when i'm working with people i'm always i have hours of content about how actually like taking the steps to get to that point where you're picking up the phone and calling and we'll talk a little bit about some of that today um but i'll have clients or people who attend the workshops reach out to me and say well, it didn't work. They didn't respond right. or right. we didn't connect. I'm like, what do you think my first question is? What did you say? Did, did you, you say? call? Did you pick up the phone and oh, call? Okay, okay. And they always say, oh, no, I sent an email. Oh, got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no one's going to respond to your email, these people, unless someone knows you and has a relationship with you. Yeah. We can barely get people to respond to our emails when they owe us something or right. like when they what have to for their you, day right? job, <laughs>
0: exactly. let
1: alone – add the kindness of their heart. so the very is very just unlikely. So pick up the phone and call. That's essential. You ask me why people are afraid. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just not knowing what to say right. and um critically, you know, just feeling nervous about, I think them understanding the value of that conversation for the other person as well.
0: Okay, so I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because I think, <laughs> I mean, we can go into, I know we're obviously not going to talk about all the steps to take or things to say when you're there. Mm -hmm. I do want to go a little bit deeper and I'm thinking about my wife and people like my wife when it comes to this, because it's not just that they, um, pick up the phone or have to feel like they're, they're picking up the phone and talking, but Mm -hmm. you know, why, why would they need to do that, Mm -hmm. um, Like, what is, what is the, what is the difference or what are they missing if they don't do this and it's not, it's not comfortable for them? Mm -hmm. What do they lose by not taking that shot?
1: Well, for one, you want to make things as easy as possible for the person on the other side. Yeah. So, and at the same time, you, not that you want to put them in a position where they can't avoid you (laughs) Uh, but you know sending someone you need to do the thing that you can do that's as close as possible to be having an in-person meeting now obviously in person's a little weird right now Mm. but like if you're hearing this and you're like i don't have anyone's phone number this is all nonsense and not helpful you want to get as close as you can to a phone call so if you have to start with a message on linkedin or then from there if you have You know, if you can send an email from there, you can send, you know, from there, if you have a phone number, you can call. Yeah. So if you don't have a, you know, if you don't have a, we won't, you know, beat a dead horse here, but like, ideally you're picking up the phone and calling. If you can't do that, you know, there's still great ways that you can reach out and connect and then you can hopefully warm that person up to taking a call from you.
0: Right. Right. And one of the things I I can say, um, especially now are I've been experiencing a lot of warm handoffs. Mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. virtual introductions via email for people and then we would get into a, a phone conversation from there so yeah. to that point carmel about you know you may not necessarily get to that phone call yet mm-hmm. and you would start with that email and tapping into your networks to get to that point mm-hmm. that's another thing that you that you want to talk about It's yeah the the end goal here is to have some sort of interaction that is not um, that that is tangible. It's either a phone call or an actual face to face meeting or mm-hmm. s- some version of that yep. is is the end goal when it comes to networking or, or, or leveraging people um, uh, for for your career and, and, and things like that. So yeah, so so yeah. So there's that. Um, anything else on that? Because I know you're trying to avoid beating a dead horse. But, uh-huh. Like I guess my whole point was that I, for you and me, I think it's easy easier right we can talk to people we have some comfort there i just wanted to land towards like why is it really important for all Mm -hmm. um, personalities to even think about um, leveraging their networks or reaching out and kind of going um, uh, going above all these obstacles that they're concerned about already yeah
1: well it's easier for me now
0: okay let's talk about that
1: 10 years ago, it wasn't easy for me when I was still just starting out and I didn't have a lot of connections. I didn't fully – not only did I not understand my value, I was just less valuable than I am now. Yeah. I don't know if
0: that's true, but uh, oh, yeah. it was a mindset that you felt less yeah, valuable. Yeah, we can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: That's Sneak peek. Yeah. <laughs> that's a topic for our next pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so – what was your question?
0: <laughs> well, so I guess the, the um, it was just that we want to emphasize to you know people who aren't extroverted or who aren't as comfortable, oh, yes. you know, uh, that this is a really key the importance brand. of doing it. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, God, the statistics are crazy. The percentage of jobs they say people get through a referral, I think it's it's over fifty percent. I think it's like sixty or seventy. percent I thought it was eighty. It can, it, could, it can be. Yeah. We won't split hairs here. But yeah, a yeah, very yeah. high percentage of jobs are...
0: Over 50% for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: that's a safe bet. Yes,
0: yeah.
1: um, Which means by, you know, having someone refer you. And let's talk about what a referral means. Because this isn't like your brother telling somebody that, like, you're the best person on earth and they absolutely have to hire you. Right. This can be, like, some random kid you went to high school with that, holy, like, wow, that stoner works at Apple now. Mm-hmm. Like that guy.
0: Not the store.
1: Who, 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 um, oh yeah, not the store for legal
0: reasons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, That guy is the one who's going to, you know, send your email to someone. He doesn't have to be your best friend. He doesn't really even have to know the quality of your work. A lot of companies have referral programs. So employees make money by referring someone. So it's in their interest to get you, you know, get you in. so... When you're thinking about someone who might be or be that referral for you, it doesn't have to be an extremely close connection. It can be anyone.
0: Right. And so um, one of the concerns that I've had, and even until recently that I've struggled with, is mm. just that, like you said, I'll reach out to somebody and then they would have to do something for me. Mm-hmm. And that to me feels like... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm asking them to do something that they probably don't feel comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And so, what happens there? What what is the guidance that you yeah. shared with clients? Let's talk prior? about that. Yeah.
1: So, a couple of things. For one, people. Everyone's different, mm-hmm. but a lot of people do have it in them to want to help people. Now, some people go out of their way to help people, and some people <laughs> don't. Um. But, and sometimes when you're reaching out to someone, you don't know what that person's nature is going to be if right. you don't really know them well. Right. So you're going to have to take the chance. Yeah. Um, but know that a lot of the times, and I've pro- I've personally, this isn't even talking about my clients, I've personally reached out probably to over, I'm, I counted during one of my job searches, <laughs> and it was 77 Um, so I would say between 150 and 200 times, I've picked up the phone and called someone to get information to, we can talk about all the different things that you do once you actually talk to that person. Um, and I have the data behind this, probably 98% of the time, they are more than happy to help. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, a couple of key things, I always recommend being super transparent You know, you tell people exactly why you're, you know, why you're reaching out. And, you know, it always helps to be really complimentary, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to be dishonest, but find something that you value from that person or that you're, that you value from that potential connection and start there, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, so, and I also want to hit on this because this is where, um, we I think you and I kind of understand like you it's it's not like you're trying to be disingenuous when you're reaching out or finding right. a common connection. Right. But it's really important because these these common connections when you say like how's your wife and kids or how's how's the and mm-hmm. you say the name of the the person or you say, Hey, remember we're alumni here or something like yeah. that. So it may seem I would say this, it may seem disingenuous because you're not you, you may be grasping at straws or, mm-hmm. or something like that. But that commonality builds that mutual purpose, that mm-hmm. mutual understanding with people That, that it's really important. And if it's something that they shared with you in a previous conversation, mm-hmm. then they understand that, oh, you valued me because you remembered something yeah. that I told you.
1: Yeah. And you have to take some chances, right? Like you might not get it perfect. I'll, like recently I reached out to a connection Um that I was interviewing with her for a position, and I want to connect with her in advance to chat with her. And I knew her from a previous job. I just remember exactly where I was in the garage, kind of trying to make this connection and learn from her and do these, you know, do this work in in advance of the interview. And I knew she had kids. I wasn't sure how many. I thought they were boys. I wasn't sure, mm-hmm. and it wasn't disingenuous. I want to know these things from her and right. I want to make that connection, but I wasn't sure on the, you know, I wasn't sure on this mm-hmm. the info. So I just said. Oh, how are the kids? You have three, right? And she's like, Oh no, I have two, two boys. Oh great. Two boys. How are they? Are they virtual learning? And then you just go from there. Right. She's not going to be like, I can't believe she doesn't remember how many children I have. Um, so sometimes you do have to take some risks. It just happened the other day on a call. I did something similar like, Oh, you have two kids, right? Oh no, just one, a daughter. Oh, okay. How, you know, what grade is she in? Whatever. So, um, so yeah, sometimes you have to take some chances. You might get something wrong, but it's usually worth the risk.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I am glad that you shared that because it could have gone another way. And then as a whole, networking can go, not cannot go the maybe oh, yeah. there's that two percent that it might not work out. Yeah. Right? But uh, what we've tried to emphasize here in the last couple of p- episodes is that things are going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. You're yeah. going to fail. It's not about stopping because you fail. It's maybe that's not the right connection that you need to make. There's, um. M- obviously a lot more uh, places or, or opportunities to, to network for people to get to mm-hmm. where you need to go. So um, it's not to discourage you from trying and it's definitely to talk about how we recognize the discomfort that it may mm-hmm. be. Uh, that doesn't mean that you should stop. You, you, sh- you shouldn't do it at all. Yeah. You know, because that's a really key thing in, in getting number one noticed mm-hmm. and uh, possibly getting um seriously considered for positions that you're looking for in a company
1: yep so one thing i recommend if you are super nervous or even if you're just unsure and it's going to feel awkward in the beginning but uh, is to write a script like actually write down exactly what you're going to say including your name and to some people that might seem like overkill or like oh no i'll sound too script i'll sound scripted um but if you're really nervous you'll sound a lot better if you're reading off a script and you're saying the right things versus just, it depends who you're calling to. Yeah. Like if you're calling a buddy, like it might be easy. If you're calling, you, you know, you could be calling someone high up that you know is super busy that's going to be like trying to, you need to give, get everything done in the 60 seconds, like literally 60 seconds. The a script elevate, can really help.
0: Elevator speech. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Who? I mean, so yeah, I recommend writing a script. I I used, I would do that. For yeah. probably until quite recently and quite recently i didn't write a script and i accidentally confused Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i called i called somebody that, that works in my company it was really confusing i was doing research on him he had there was like another guy that like looked really similar to him yeah. and had the same last name so i was like uh, what's happening here i don't know why but i didn't figure out that re- <laughs> that they were related that's dumb they're twins and I called, and I kept looking at the information over and over so I wouldn't screw it up. Mm-hmm. And then of course, of course, I called, and I
0: you got the wrong confused
1: point. the guy. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like cool about it, and he was like, "Oh, my twin brother works here, whatever." But it was super embarrassing, and that just happened to me. So if I would have just written down a couple things, yeah. I could have avoided that.
0: Well, number one, you got a story out of it, and number <laughs> yeah. two, how did that how did that interaction go?
1: Uh, it was fine. You know what's funny? I actually, in, I applied for a job with him, and then I applied. For a job for, with his brother as well so i met with both of them within like 30 days one of them was they're both they're both very nice people and they were very tolerant of my mistakes. so thank you
0: well that's good if, you that's know great. If, if you're listening yeah. and you know who you are if you're a twin <laughs> who, who may have met with carmel recently that might be you yeah so thanks but, for being nice yeah yeah um so uh well that's great i think the other thing that, that i so there's something that I wrote down when you're talking about like how people really genuinely want to help others mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. right? And if you think about it that way, I would hope that people feel a little bit more comfortable reaching out. Yeah. But you should also think about it from a perspective of that's value that you may be bringing to that person as well. Yep. Right, because um, not only are you maybe grateful. The fact that they they accepted your call or your email or or whatever and then Mm -hmm. move forward with it you know i for a lot of people that gratitude continues right they you know anything that you you need i am happy to help you yeah and and that kind of thing so it continues this this cycle continues where maybe now it's you that needs something from your network yeah but you have to understand i mean you said it before you know when you were starting you didn't feel valued you didn't have um, mm-hmm. You didn't feel like you have a network, but look at you now. Yeah. And if you think about the people that you tapped into when you were 22 and yeah. how they may be looking for, for some help now. Yeah. I mean, how valuable do you feel that you are uh, to help them? So yeah. it's, it's really something to think about for for folks because, and my guess is a lot of the people who may have a hard time reaching out to others is mm-hmm. because they feel like they need to do things on their own, but they also want to help. Uh, they're they're comfortable helping others, but yeah. they don't feel comfortable yeah. asking for help. Oh, that was
1: so interesting when yeah. Erica said that. <laughs> you knit, you cornered her. Yeah. When yeah. she's like, "Oh no, I would love to help people. Right. Of course, I would help someone." <laughs> so, um, listen to the first episode if you're interested in that. Yes. Um, but it's people, especially now. All so ugh, so many of our interactions, I think, are at work. Everyone's just getting through the work stuff, and then everything's stressful and. Not to be like, I mean, today's a great day. Today is a great day. <laughs> um, but people, I I have found that even the people who you would think are getting out of their shells and like keeping things light and like staying connected, yeah. it's just a struggle because right. everyone is so busy and it's hard to find time for that. So I'm finding that recently if I reach out and, love, and try to like make these connections, mm-hmm. people are so genuinely appreciative for someone making the effort to connect because now you've just kind of done it for them and I, i personally have felt really um a really good response recently when i've made that simple you know outreach yeah um to say like let's have a virtual coffee for 10 minutes and I find people are prioritizing scheduling those meetings. Yeah,
0: no, that's a great call out. So I mean, we're we're saying this. I, I'm I'm guessing a lot of this has to do with our current situation being in a pandemic and yeah. and you know, the mundane things that people have to go through. Yeah. These interactions kind of break that up. Yep. Right. So there's that. But there's also the understanding that this I mean, I don't want to be the doomsday person either, but like I've talked to folks in in San Francisco, and they don't they know that they're not coming back into the office mm-hmm. until at least July of next year. Yeah. So this thing is going to um, continue for at least a foreseeable future. Yeah. So your opportunity to tap into people to break up their day, to just Sorry. ask for for help or give them more value, mm-hmm. it's to your benefit. Yeah. And to theirs as well. So um, now is such an opportune time to reach out to to folks. Um, because, again, we're all in this together. We're yeah. all feeling something. And just that human connection. Yeah. The human
1: connection. Yeah, all the human factor. <laughs> the human. David's a professional on that now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that, that will definitely um, go a long way. And then I also want to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, the, when you pointed out about like the, the calling thing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't answer their calls for one reason or another. Yeah. Right? But a lot of people do email, mm-hmm. so you're fighting against a bigger uh, pool of, of uh, interactions to the person you're trying to reach mm-hmm. by email mm-hmm. versus calling. True. True. And also, when you do call, and mm-hmm. they may not answer because who the hell is calling and, yeah. and all that stuff, is there anything about leaving a voicemail or anything like that? Oh yeah, or, I would
1: never leave a voicemail.
0: Never leave a voicemail. I,
1: I should say that now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, never leave a voicemail. Okay. So for one, um, I think if you're if you're in if you're connecting with people internally to a company that you already work for yeah. and you have the phone number and you you know, people are used to speaking on the phone, that's the setting that makes the most sense for picking up the phone and calling. Also, hot tip, if you are doing that, generally you have access to those people's calendars right. as well. Right. And you can literally call them when you know they're going to answer. Um, now, even – I'll take it once – this is getting into the weeds, but I'll take it one yeah, step right. further. If you work at a company that has um, instant mes- an instant messaging program, generally it shows when people are available. So there will be like a little green check. This yeah. isn't for everyone, but if you work in a corporate setting and, and you have that, which men- you know probably a lot of people who are listening do, um, when they're green – call them that means they don't have a scheduled meeting and they're sitting at their computer yeah so that's great that that has i mean i get such a high answer rate when i call people eat so much so that one time i specifically remember the person um her response was like i asked if she had two minutes and i'll never get it she said somehow miraculously i actually do and i was like it's not a miracle i just looked at your calendar yeah. So, sure it's a miracle yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. those are this something i mean again i know this might sound really tactual and in the weeds but that is i'm intending that because yeah. otherwise i'm just saying go get a mentor or use your network and good luck with that i mean that's just so high level
0: right well <laughs> and i think it's something that we definitely need because these are things i mean from a high level those are things that you can read online watching a video and stuff like that but mm-hmm. um I think considering where you're at, if you are in a corporate setting and mm-hmm. you can see calendars, mm-hmm. to me, what I'm getting from this whole thing is just understand what you can leverage from yes. the tools that you already have. Right? Yep. So, again, if you have calendars or if, if you know, use what you have, use what you have. Yep. it's there for you. So um and as coaches, what I can say is these are the questions that we would ask you. Mm-hmm. What are the tools that are already available to you mm-hmm. that you can leverage as you're working and building your network or yeah. um expanding your network? So yeah. so think about that. Um I know that you kind of briefly said that you you had some examples mm-hmm. of, you know, things to say. Um and I don't want to give the whole thing out because a, a lot of this again is content that Carmel and, um, and her team are building from the every person, uh, because you mentioned before about networking being one of the modules.
1: Uh, yeah, we have a whole course on networking. Okay. Um, but yeah, of course we'll give some, hot, some hot tips, but, um, well, some of the things that you can say, that's what you asked me. Yeah. So really in the initial call, because ideally you're having two calls you're, or you're having two interactions. One, to kind of like lock down the opportunity to really speak with someone. Right. Again, if in non-pandemic times, ideally you'd be in person. After that, you're trying to have a conversation over the phone. If you can do it over Zoom or meet virtually face-to-face, that's great. Right. Um, but in the first conversation, I recommend keeping it like super – you want to make the commitment so low for the person, other person in the beginning – and then kind of build from there, yeah. right? Especially if it's not like a quote, hot lead, right? You're just calling someone that you, maybe you, they don't know you and you don't know them. Right, right? So in the beginning, I just recommend, Hey David, it's Carmel. I'm from the every person. How's it going today?
0: Yeah. You've done that to me.
1: Go. respond.
0: Oh, I'm good. How, how are you? Oh, I'm good.
1: <laughs> um, do you have two minutes?
0: Uh, yeah, what's
1: up? Okay, cool, great. Um so I'm calling because I'm really interested in a, a position on your team. Um I know you have a position posted for a data data analyst. Mm-hmm. Um I was wondering if we could maybe meet for like 10 minutes next week and I can pick your brain a little bit about, you know, what a success, successful can, did candidate look like and what you might be looking for. I I think I can really add value to your team.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's it. He said yes. Yes. There's let's my do there's it. my commit.
0: Well, I mean how could you say no to that?
1: You can't say no because all you're asking for is 10 minutes. Right. No one, and you got them on the phone.
0: Yeah. And you've got, you're, you're, you have got You want to talk to them about something that they're, about a gap yes. that they're trying to fill too. So it's to their benefit. David,
1: you brought up a great point. So for some reason, not for some reason, I know it's really scary calling someone you don't know. Yeah. So I'm here. That's what, that's why I'm here to help you through that. But people are very reluctant to make a call to somebody who's, who, who's hiring when you're literally helping them right. do their job, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, so he said yes. Even if if you heard that interaction, I put totally put David on the spot. He wasn't ready for that, but he's like almost like mumbled yes, like it was his like he knew he had to say yes, mm-hmm. even though he maybe didn't even know what I was talking about. Now I have a commit from him. Right. So now what I'm doing is either I'm looking at his calendar and scheduling a meeting or asking his admin, then you can ask that next question. Right. So like if I'm working with somebody who's like a director or above, I would say, do you want me to send you an invite directly or can I work with your admin to get something on your calendar? Yeah. They will tell you one of those two things and there you go. Then now you have a meeting. So in my opinion, that's the hardest part we can go into. Then what do you do after that? But I think that's, that's the scariest one when you're randomly calling someone.
0: Well, I mean, I think, so I'll, I'll, I'll ask for another example because I think that one's great because you're reaching out directly to the hiring manager for a specific position. Mm -hmm. But if, let's say you're a degree or two away from from that. So what is the intention that, you know, somebody who um, knows the hiring manager, maybe Mm -hmm. works with the hiring manager, what is the networking there?
1: Sure. Um, I'll give. I'll just give a real example of something I did this past week. So, uh, couple months ago, I was in my own job search. I do this with the every person. I have a resume business as well. And then I have a corporate life too. So what I'm learning and doing these things <laughs> as I'm developing content and tools. Like right. I'm actually using them every day in my own mm-hmm. career. Um, and what's funny is I'm we're building the networking course right now. And so I'm like, uh oh, I've been <laughs> neglecting this for a while. I thought better- <laughs> i I got to pick up the phone a little <laughs> brush it up. brush yeah. up on Yeah. Um, no, the skills are solid. Oh, it's just, I haven't been doing yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we talk about that a lot. You could have the best, you can know exactly what to do, but if you don't do it, where are you? So I promised I was going to be less all over the place, but oh, no, I'm achieving that. You're good. Okay. So I'm giving you, a, I'm giving you a real example of how I've tried to, you know, build my network and make sure I'm keeping it alive. Right. So Maybe like six weeks ago, I interviewed for a position with this with a leader in my company. Immediately, I followed all these steps. I made the initial scary call. I asked him for a meeting. We met. We clicked. I interviewed. Didn't get the job. Yeah. But this leader just is an awesome leader. I could tell. He's just one of those that you like. You want to work for them. Right. And you know that right away. Yeah. Um. So he, when he told me I didn't get the job, it was, uh. I kind of knew I wasn't gonna get it. There was some an incumbent. Anyway, I won't get into the details of that. But I, in, generally, when you're starting to build re- those relationships, again, a, I didn't really know this guy. Yeah. You know, they want to help you, and so he said, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. So then I did two things. One, I left him a recommendation on LinkedIn, a totally genuine recommendation, kind of what I just told you guys. We worked together briefly. He's awesome. And he sent me a message. I didn't ask for anything mm-hmm. saying, like, thank you, that was really nice. You didn't have to do that. You're, you know, I look forward to working with you in the future. Okay, so that happened. And then a week ago, I'm starting to build this content. I'm like, I gotta reach out to my network. I I did send an email because I already had a pre existing relationship. Okay. So I should say you don't have to once you make these first few calls, you're yeah. not like calling these people every other week. Then they're going to stop answering use what the phone. You have. Yeah. yeah. Use what you
0: have.
1: So now we have a relation, you know, yeah, yeah. a professional relationship. Right. Now I'm sending an email and saying, you know, Hey, how, how are things going? I see you're building out your team, you know, talk about something relevant. Um, how about a virtual coffee over the next couple of weeks? Actually, I just sent him a calendar invite. and I didn't even send him a previous email. Okay. Just sent him a calendar invite saying, let's meet. He responded same day. This is a person who's a lot going on high up, per, you know, semi semi semi-high up person in my company um and that was it he we kind of went back and forth on when to schedule the time we're looking you know both looking forward to it and we're gonna have coffee behind our computers and just chat about you know what's going on so in that case he's not he doesn't have a position posted i don't need anything from him today i am just we can you know we clicked Mm -hmm. through exactly what i'm telling you call someone you absolutely don't know follow the process um and I, I, I'm genuinely looking forward to having coffee with him. I don't need anything from him right now yeah. um, but I don't know what I'm gonna need in the future. And he was appreciative that I took the time to set up the meeting so
0: that's great. That's great. Well oh is there anything else No
1: I just feel like my stories are really long today. No
0: no no, no. That, that that's awesome I, I think so there's a couple of things that I wanted to share about like my my current experience and then something that I've done. Oh, yeah. Now
1: that I'm a co-host and not a guest, I have to ask you questions. Well, you don't
0: have to. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just uh, interject when I can. Oops. All right. No. All right. All right. I'm on it. No, no, no. Well, because uh, the, the thing that I, um, I I think, so hopefully people that are listening are, are some of the people that I've reached out to, mm-hmm. but um, I've recently reached out to a lot of people because mm-hmm. they've seen me either on Facebook or LinkedIn mm-hmm. explaining how I've launched my business. Yeah. Right. And- uh, for them, there's a lot of genuine, um, oh, congratulations and things like that. But uh, I've I've caught up with a number of different people mm-hmm. uh, from my networks from the previous from from previous experiences that I had yeah. without any kind of motive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just to catch up because you know I generally like you would like to know what's going on with people how they're how they're experiencing the. The pandemic, mm-hmm. how, how their lives has been, have been since we last talked. And I, I was really genuinely amazed by their willingness. I'm not even asking, just like you, their yeah. willingness to help out where they can. Whether yeah. it's I know somebody in a, a field that might you know connect with you, um, I know clients or, or possible clients that you might want to tap into, those type of things. And again, it's not me or looking for um, anything it's yeah. just I you know they they I'm not really a, um, an active user on social media until now yeah yeah so I think for a lot of these people they they're like oh my god mm-hmm. he's still alive or something but it, it was a, an opportunity for us to get together catch up and then move forward right yeah. there might be a potential there might not, there might not be but keeping that door open, allows for more of those opportunities for you. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm kind of paying attention to that. I just worked with, I just had a client that we were talking about the importance of engaging your network mm-hmm. and the, the importance of LinkedIn. Um, it is important these days. Yeah. And after the workshop we had on networking and LinkedIn, she said, she like, she's like, okay, I got to do this. I'm going to log into my LinkedIn account. And the next week, during the next workshop, she didn't even barely let me start the workshop. She's like, Carmel, I got to tell you this. I was like, what? And she's like, after the workshop, I looked at my LinkedIn profile, or I went in, and I logged in, and I had like 10 messages. <laughs> she's like, yes, yeah, some of them were spam, yeah. but some of them were like good friends connecting, professional you know, contacts. There were a few people, like recruiters, that are in my field that were interested in talking to me, and I just blew them off, because yeah. I never checked my account. Right. So something to think about is you can make that decision not to engage. Now we're kind of talking about it almost from the other side. Um, But you're making an intentional decision that could have an impact. Yeah. So.
0: Well, so again, I think a lot of this ends up being use what you have. Yeah. And LinkedIn, if you're on LinkedIn, you might as well use it. You know, yeah. because I mean, it's your opportunity to network and make connections with people. Mm-hmm. And I am I, like I'm starting to see a lot of posts now where people are more than willing to share what their current situation is yeah. or that they're actively looking for jobs. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, it's just um, I don't want to say it's just like another social media platform or some the, mm-hmm. the other ones where we try to fake the success that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, the, re- the reality is. You know, in your career, you have the ups and downs. So, yeah. everybody experiences that.
1: We're not going to tell people on LinkedIn we have a million subscribers <laughs> to this podcast.
0: Not yet. Dang it! <laughs> but I mean, I I, um, I think behind it's what I feel like the difference between LinkedIn and some of the other uh, social media platforms is there. There's more willingness on LinkedIn to be truthful mm-hmm. about what you're going through, what your concerns about, and. That should be something to take to heart. That this is a networking platform. That's the one of the main reasons why it's built, and so it's not going to be easy. Yeah, it's going to be uh, awkward, but well, everybody doesn't have to be awkward. Well, but it, it can it, be awkward. It, it, it doesn't have to be. It can be, and just know that you don't have to be perfect to to do it. This is yeah. trial and error. And so again, if mm-hmm. you have a LinkedIn network or a LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. That's an opportunity to leverage it. It will be able to give you uh, more connections and then get to that phone call where yeah. you're either reaching out to the hiring manager or somebody close to them to get you to yeah. where you want to go.
1: So let's talk a little bit. And it doesn't, LinkedIn is just, I don't want to say it's the easiest, but it's, it's um, everyone knows that they can be found on LinkedIn yeah. and it's not like creepy. Right. I actually got in a lot of trouble for this. Really quick story, I promise. My brother started, my brother started dating this girl like a year ago, and he should know that when I'm at, this is in the very beginning, like asking questions about okay, what's her name, what does she do? Oh, so in like
0: you're that sister. Thirty
1: seconds, <laughs> yes, I'm the oldest, of course. In thirty seconds, I found her on LinkedIn.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Obviously, I'm not dumb. I know she can see that. This is all on purpose. Like, I know she can see that I looked at her profile. I want her to see that. My brother's furious. He's like, I've been dating this girl for three seconds. I'll make him listen to this podcast now. (laughs) And you're looking her, you're stalking her on LinkedIn. I'm like... Pro- linkedin is a so a professional social platform yep. where people are on there to find other people and everyone ha- is supposed to have a profile like right. i'm allowed to use that as a way to research your new girlfriend
0: you're you're networking too yeah you never i'm just know.
1: i might want to be a dentist <laughs> shout out <laughs> so anyway the kind of the point is i i maybe did take a little too far but people know that that platform is used in that way right. And you want people to see that you're looking at them. Yeah. Now they're thinking of you. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, oh, David, David Hilario, I guess he's doing this new, new thing now. Yeah. Even if that's it, now, you know, you've started, we've kind of started a conversation. So that's
0: a great point that um, I still struggle with. Oh
1: God, I'm, well, gonna, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to get in trouble again by my brother.
0: Well, so <laughs> first, are they still going out?
1: Yeah. Okay. So at the time cool. of this taping. Yes. They are. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. Well, so
0: the other thing I want to call out is that I've struggled with that before mm-hmm. about um, feeling like I know when I click on somebody's name, they're going to see yeah. that I looked at them. But that's a great point. that you're. That's great. Yeah. Somebody's looking at you. Yes. And for the benefit of either possibly building a connection or helping you out in some mm-hmm. way or just checking in on you. So yeah, uh, if you look at it from that perspective, versus what you mentioned earlier about like it's not creepy, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's just legitimately understanding, you know, where this person is and then possibly building a connection from there. So Yeah. leverage that. I mean, I feel like we're talking about a lot of things that are kind of awkward that yeah. could be awkward. Yeah. But that's the point. That's where the successful people um that's that's what separates the, the successful from the maybe not as successful. Yeah. They they take the chance. They do the things that are uncomfortable yeah. to get to where they need to go. Yeah. So that's part of the message that I think we're trying to say here, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of these different steps are going to be uncomfortable. Right. And they're uncomfortable for all of us. And rejection, I mean, rejection sucks. Oh, yeah. Right? So oh, God. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's was... awful, right? When you don't get the job or yeah. when you, you know, you do all this work and you prepare and you call someone and it doesn't go well. Right. or there's a thousand things I mean in life of course but there's so many things in your career that that are just you know they just don't go the way you have planned and it can be embarrassing and um I think approaching it with the spirit of like it's just part of the story um is I mean, the best thing the best thing that you can do I
0: I think one of the things that we can land on hope that we can land on in this day and age where we're so divided um even people i mean you and i are uh it's been announced that obviously we were talking about today (laughs) joe biden and kamala harris are um our new president and vice president in this day and age the fact that i'm that i'm just saying that i feel like there's a possibility i can lose listeners we can lose listeners but like it's that volatile Right now. Yeah. And so what I want to call out, though, is that for most adults mm-hmm. in America, the commonality that we all have is that we work
1: mm-hmm. or we want to
0: or we want to
1: know we, we know a lot of people are out of work. And
0: yeah, yeah. Hopefully. So and that's a great point. But like the the fact that that's a commonality that we have that we can talk about either a nine to five or we're, we work 40 hours or we've worked, we've had we have an experience. of Yeah. Work that is a commonality that you can leverage to your advantage
1: yeah and I do want to say one plug for mm-hmm. all the stay-at-home parents out there that's and not to be political and religious in the same like breath <laughs> but you're doing God's work so <laughs> you're working harder than ugh, everyone works that's work too
0: the, the work from home yeah.
1: yeah. no well the work the stay-at-home parents better that that work, yeah. work the work at home whatever we're calling the that these days
0: the, yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, I think so number 1, there's a commonality that we that you yeah. can leverage in your network even if you don't know a person. You already have a lot of things like you know that they're going through a pandemic. Yeah. You know That's that they're true, working. Yep. You know th- like there's a lot of things that you can already start doing. I mean, yeah. you know, until recently as I was working um, in my previous job, Before I had these one-on-one meetings and sometimes in a group setting, Mm -hmm. what I would typically do is before we get started and everything was Mm -hmm. ask, like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. How's everything going? I would... But David,
1: isn't that unusual in the workplace? I find I'm the only person who does that. So what do you think about that?
0: So I think it's... um, I think we talked about this too. It's breaking the norms of what we think things are supposed to be like. And... But if you do that, That's why you stand out. Yeah. Right. And I think that goes back to us uh, in in terms of networking. Mm -hmm. The reason why there's more value when people reach out over the phone Mm -hmm. and things like that is because not a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. And, you know, the the reason why you can stand out by breaking the formalities in, in a situation is because nobody else is doing that. And people remember the people that stand out. Mm hmm. And. You know it's not that you're trying to gain attention yeah it's you're trying to make a lasting impact Mm -hmm. to the the people that you're working with the network that you're trying to build the Mm. hiring manager that you're trying to um, help them consider you for that position it's all these different things that that kind of fall into place so um, think about that I think that's a big thing that we need to think about because what I've seen especially for um you know uh what is it especially for people i don't want to say with low self-esteem but people that are like worried about taking these risks Mm -hmm. is that you're not alone in that Mm -hmm. everybody's even the hiring manager yeah be feeling um inadequate or, or or not or not you know
1: not sure what to say. Like right. A lot of people right now are just like, what do I say? What yeah. do I not say? Yeah.
0: They're all feeling that. Yeah. So um, being able to kind of just address that fact or even yeah. talk that person, you know, that goes a long way. So um, the networking, I, it's awkward. I know it's awkward for me, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always feel like when I'm reaching out to people now, I feel like they're already thinking I'm trying to sell them something. Yeah.
1: But you know what? I will say, that's okay. Yeah. Sell your thing. Everyone doesn't need to be interested in it. Yeah. So. Right. And same when you're, like all of us are selling our thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you're calling someone and you're interested in a job they have posted or you just want to learn from them. Listen, there's going to be that person who just says, who brushes you off, who doesn't want to take two minutes out of their day. And enter expletive here. Let that person get the heck out of here. Like, <laughs> um, why?
0: Why are you not cussing anymore? That-
1: I don't know. I always feel like worried. No, oh, fuck fine. that guy. Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so every- we were good until
0: then. But yeah. No,
1: so, everybody isn't gonna help you, and everybody's not gonna want what you have to sell, and yeah. that is okay. That is okay. You're not gonna want to work for that person anyway.
0: Thank you. So exactly.
1: Yes, you're gonna take a mo- You're gonna have to take a risk um whether you're really comfortable doing it or not you're still taking a risk um and if you don't get the response you want this is where resiliency is going to play and this is where resiliency is going to be foundation for success for all of us whether you're you and you're starting your new business or you're someone out there and you are trying to find a new job um whatever situation you're in yeah Resiliency is key for all of us right now.
0: That's great. That's the, And I think, so I think this is where we can kind of end this here because resiliency, especially now yeah. is key. Remember that, you know, what we've highlighted a lot today is that, you know, um, use what you have, mm-hmm. definitely leverage everything, um, whether it's another person, whether it's the platforms that, that you're on, like LinkedIn, yeah. um, things like that. Um, one key thing that I, I realize is the, the whole no voicemail thing, mm. right? Oh yeah. Uh, that, that's key. Cause, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people use voicemails any, or leave voicemails anymore, but that's a good, um, um, item to, to emphasize. And then, you know, what we've also talked about is right now you're the one who may need help, mm-hmm. but there's an incentive for that other person. Yeah to, um, to help you as well. And you can be that valuable person for them the next time it comes around. So understand your value, use, use what you have. Um, you know, resiliency is key. Mm -hmm. We're all in this together. Um, all these different things that I think is helpful and, you know, um, in the, every person, I think a lot of that content is going to be available for them that they can kind of leverage even more. If it, it requires a lot more kind of talking through because it might be uncomfortable for you. That's Mm -hmm. where discussions with either Carmel or myself and the other services that we provide might be something that can be helpful for you. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Uh, Carmel, am I missing anything?
1: No, I think you covered it. Okay. Do it. Pick up the phone call. If you feel like you don't have a network, start just David said it, start with where you are and start with what you
0: have. Yeah. And you can reach out to us. We can be part of your network.
1: Mm, yeah we are we are part of your network
0: that's true we are <laughs> so um until next time we uh, thank you for listening um and we will catch you on the next episode of peeling layers thank you everyone see you. Thank you have a good one